podcast is being brought to you by A Better You Consulting, where we help ordinary people achieve extraordinary goals. Would you like help creating a personal development plan to help achieve your most ambitious goals? Contact us today at abetteryouconsulting at yahoo.com. If you would like your business featured on our podcast, contact us at theliferoompodcast at yahoo.com. Welcome to the Life Room Podcast. Real life, real Christians, real struggles. Our mission here is simple. Our desire is for everyone to understand how the Word of God is relevant to their lives. So each show, you will hear a short teaching, followed by a brief discussion on how that teaching relates to you in your everyday life. So share with someone and allow God's Word to come directly into your living rooms, your cars, or maybe into your office. Welcome to the Life Room. So let's jump right into today's lesson. John chapter 6, verses 14, 15, and 26 of the New Living Translation. God's plan. For the purposes of today's podcast, I'm reading John chapter 6, verse 14, 15, and 26 of the New Living Translation. But for a more accurate understanding of what we are looking at, please read verse 14 through 26. Verse 14 reads, When the people saw him do this miraculous sign, they exclaimed, Surely he is the prophet we have been expecting. When Jesus saw that they were ready to force him to be their king, he slipped away into the hills by himself. In verse 26, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. You want to be with me because I fed you, not because you understood the miraculous sign. Understanding the plan that God has for your life is essential because if we are unsure of what his plans are for our lives, then it becomes easy to allow other people to dictate to us what his plan is for our lives. What I have found in my short time here on earth is that no matter how good a person's intentions may be, quite often our plans are not the same as God's plans. In fact, Take other people out of the equation for a moment. Even my own plans for my life, quite honestly, don't match what God has shown me his plans are for my life. See, some of his plans that he has shown me are bold and scary and don't necessarily fit my personality of laying back and not drawing much attention to myself. And sometimes I must admit, I foolishly engage in self-sabotaging behaviors that put his plans for my life at risk. Now don't act like it's just me, because if you are allowing things, accepting things, engage in things that are contrary to his plans, I would suggest to you that you too are participating in self-sabotaging behaviors, rather consciously or unconsciously. For example, if God has called you to be an intercessor, yet you don't pray as often as you should, you're creating obstacles that make it difficult for his plans to come to pass in your life. Let's bring it a little closer to home. If God has called you to be a business owner and the idea that he has given you could really make a difference in the lives of others, but you constantly find reasons not to start and move on with what he has already begun in you, that's Philippians 1 and 6, then I would suggest that you are hindering the plan that God has for your life. Whatever your kingdom assignment may be, 
rather it be in the four walls of the church or not, because everyone's assignment won't be in the building. But whatever he has called you to, it is important that you don't allow your will or others will to interfere with what God's plan is for your life. What I love about Jesus, what I love about God allowing himself to come down into a woman and be born the same way that you and I was born and having to deal with the same issues me and you have to deal with is that he has given us a success roadmap on how we can navigate life's issue. It's in the book and we just have to dive into the scriptures and see that you're not the only one who have people in your life who don't understand your assignment. Yes, Jesus never committed sin, but I would suggest that he was surrounded by people that surely would have made him want to get out of character sometimes. He was surrounded by people who had their own agenda for him. Does that sound like anybody in your life? Because it's no different today. We live in a world where Christ is often utilized out of convenience more than out of necessity. Even when we don't necessarily feel this way explicitly, our actions implicitly reveals this. And so our text takes place immediately after Jesus has fed the 5,000 with two fishes and five loaves of bread. Jesus is having to deal with people who only see him for what he can do for them and are not concerned with what his assignment is outside of how it will benefit them. And so as you saw in our verse 14, after the people see the miracle, they foolishly try to exalt Jesus. Catch this, we often ask to see miracles, signs and wonders, but the truth is without revelation, the miracle can cause confusion. Those without understanding will often stir confusion out of what was meant to bless you. Here they want to exalt Jesus and make him king of their nation when his assignment is to be the king of kings. The people are so enamored with the works that they want to position him, not realizing that it is more beneficial for them if he reigns over them and not with them. Be careful of those who try to use your gift to benefit them, but it takes away from your assignment. I imagine Jesus is thinking, yes, I am happy that I'm able to meet your needs, but I can't stay here because this is not my assignment. Be careful of those who try to alter your assignment to fit their needs. I submit to you that although it would have been far more popular for Jesus to accept what they were trying to do and be their king, it would not have been his assignment. It would have possibly been less painful as he would have had a whole group of people ready to fight for him when they would have came to arrest him, but it would not have been his purpose. It would not have fulfilled the prophecy. I advise you on the last podcast that everything that feels good isn't necessarily good for you. And I came back this week to tell you today to be careful when the enemy puts something before you to lure you into what may be beneficial for you, but detrimental to your assignment. See, sometimes the enemy will flash before us what we want in order to keep us from what we need. I'm not telling you what nobody has told me. I'm telling you what I have experienced for myself in this work for God 
it is essential to be able to differentiate your wants from your needs. People oftentimes misquote Psalm 37 and 4 when they say, the Lord will give you the desires of your heart. Well, the first part of that scripture indicates, delight yourself in the Lord, then he will give you the desires of your heart. What that suggests to me is that when we delight ourselves in the Lord, what we desire will be what he desires. I could stay there for a minute, but I have to move on to verse 15. And so in verse 15, Jesus, knowing what they intended, watch this, he withdrew to the mountain by himself. The New Living Translation says that he slipped away. Pray for discernment so that you are aware of people's intentions. In this verse 15, because Jesus knew their intentions, he withdrew. He does not make a scene. He does not cause an uproar. He slipped away. Now, this may not be what you want to hear, but sometimes the best defense is to withdraw. Can I help somebody today? Because every battle is not meant for you to fight. Sometimes God will instruct you to simply withdraw. When Abraham and Lot had confusion, God told Abraham to withdraw. Jesus does not take anyone with him when he withdraws, but he goes to the mountain alone. And if Jesus had to withdraw and be alone, I say to you that there will be times when we will be required to be in a place that may seem lonely. See, people won't always understand why didn't you choose to fight back with those individuals who came for you on social media. Instead, you just need to write in the comments, John 6 and 15, withdraw. However, the problem you must contend with when you withdraw is that oftentimes when you are alone, you will certainly be tempted to leave that place before it is time. We don't always like to be alone and sometimes it causes us to ponder our options while we are waiting. Jesus must have been tempted by the thought of if he comes down the mountain, they are ready to make him their king. But if he stays in this place of solitude, he is in obedience. Sometimes obedience leads you away from the things that are both popular and easy. Oh, but there's a bright side to obedience. My granddaddy used to sing the song that there's a bright side somewhere. Because if you are obedient in your season on the mountain where it may feel lonely, but when you come down from the mountain, you will come out with power to walk on things you had no business being able to walk on. What am I talking about? When Jesus comes down from the mountain, his next assignment in verse 19 is him walking on water. Don't miss this. Some of you may be on the mountain in this season of your life where it feels lonely, you feel frustrated, you feel misunderstood, but like Jesus, when you come down from the mountain, I believe that you're about to walk into places that you had no business being able to walk in. You're about to have access to people you never considered you would have access to. People are about to see you in a way that they have never seen you before because on the mountain, God has been dealing with you. He's been changing you. He's been rearranging you. See, on the mountain, although it may sometimes feel lonely, you are not being unproductive. Can I say that again? I said, although it may feel lonely on the mountain, 
you are not being unproductive. He's preparing you because anytime God is getting ready to do the supernatural, there must be three things. There must be preparation. There must be consecration and there must be separation. The supernatural of Jesus walking on the water does not come without the mountain preparation. The scripture says in Mark 9 and 29 that some things only come by fasting and praying. That scripture speaks to the fact that although you're saved, there is another level that we need to get to if we want to see the miracles that are certainly available. And lastly, before I close out, verse 20, verse 26 is where Jesus ultimately says to the crowd who has now located him after he comes down from the mountain and he has walked on the water and he's rejoined with his disciples, he tells them, I see you for what it is. He tells them, you follow me because I'm feeding you. He does not get mad. He recognizes, he recognizes it for what it is. I recognize that your intentions are good, but I'm on assignment. And my concern at this time has to be God's plans. I know it's your plans, but is it God's plans? Well, we hope you enjoyed today's podcast. My name is Sean. And I'm Salante. And we are your Life Room Podcast hosts. And so today, in our discussion section, we just want to talk about some of the things that were discussed in our podcast today. And really the importance of knowing who and what God called you to and how important that is. Because when you think about the text today, Jesus had so many people who had opinions on who they thought he should be, what they thought he should be doing. And oftentimes we look at our challenges and those things that come up against us. And we, we think those are our biggest obstacles to, uh, to us completing our assignments that God has called us to. But also I want us to really think and focus on how we have to make sure that success is also not something that can cause us to be sidetracked. Because in our text today, I saw where success could have been an issue for those who were not sure or was not confident in their assignment. Because if you think about Jesus, Jesus knows that his purpose is to be um, our savior. He's to be the king of king of kings and the Lord of lords, you know. But he has this moment where he has this opportunity because he knows how difficult it's going to be. To, to complete his assignment, but he has this opportunity where the people are wanting to make him their king. And so he has this, 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 this time, this moment where it's like, do I continue in this journey that is going to be so difficult or do I allow this success, you know, because it's not that bad. I'm, I'm actually going to be able to lead people and they're going, I'm going to be their king. And so I'm going to really be able to bring them closer to God and, and where that can seem like a good thing. What we have to remember, no matter how successful we think we are on our own, if we are not in our assignment, in our purpose that God has called us to, then we're still in disobedience. Would you agree? Absolutely. I do. Absolutely. So, and I think even not, even just in our text, we see that throughout the scripture, you know, when I think about Jesus and when he was um, tempted in the wilderness by Satan, Satan also tempted him with success. You know, where he's telling him, he said, I I'm, I'll give you all of these things if you would just worship me, you know? And so it's like, 
we have this, this, all of these things that we have coming at us. And we have to make sure that we don't get so focused on thinking just our challenges. But we have to understand also that success can also be a threat to our assignment. So it's so important that we really, you know, know who we are. We have to know, we have to be confident in who we are. And we have to also be confident in being in the minority. So those are three of the things that I want to take a quick look at. So the first one, like I indicated, is knowing who you are, how important that is in knowing who you are. What do you, what do you think? Um, I absolutely agree with you. And kind of to piggyback off of something that you said earlier in the podcast, you made a point to say that fasting and praying was something that is a, an important part of your life as a believer. I think fasting and praying is something that we can do to kind of help us further hone in on, you know, what we're called to do and how we need to do it. You know, sometimes you need to get into that secret place and allow the Holy Spirit just to, you know, minister to you and lead you and guide you. Because like you said, so many times we have all these outside distractors and distractors aren't always a negative thing. Because like you said, you know, these people, they were listening to Jesus and they wanted to make him the king, but that wasn't his assignment. So that wasn't necessarily a negative thing because they were listening to him and, you know, uh, following him. But they were trying to deter him from his assignment nevertheless. And so I think fasting and praying is something that we really need to, you know, focus on when you're trying to make sure that you're hearing and being led correctly to follow up on that calling that we've been given. Absolutely. Because if you notice it in the text, they had this encounter with Jesus in verse you know, 14 and 15. But it's after Jesus goes on the mountain that he's able to confront them in verse 26. So it's after he spends this time on this on the mountain and he's alone and he's in, in, in God, he's with God and he's one on one where he's able to pray and he's really able to hone in. Who am I? You know, is this my assignment? Is should I come down off this mountain and allow them to make me king? But but when Jesus came down from that mountain, he had a new confidence where he, he lets them know. He said, I, I know I know what it is. You got you follow me. Because I feed you. He said, so you don't follow me because you understand who I am. You want to exalt me because I, uh, what you see is beneficial to you. But if Jesus was not, you know, you know, he was not where he needed to be. He probably would. He would not have maybe have noticed what their intentions was, because like I say, their intentions were good. They saw somebody who could help them. Mm-hmm. And when we see somebody who can help us, oftentimes we want to bring them in and, hey, let, let me use you in this way. But Jesus understand that understood that that's not my assignment. Although that may be good and although that may be beneficial to you, my purpose is so much bigger. And, you know, and, and God, and, and if Jesus would have did that, they, they didn't understand that. He was so much more beneficial to reign over them than with them, mm-hmm. you know, and so that just so incredible that he's able to do that after he comes off the mountain. He's able to walk on water after he comes off this mountain. And so there are so many, I think, greater things that Jesus wants us to be able to do that our father wants us to be able to do. But it really requires us to be able to be obedient enough to walk away from the things that look like a success, to walk away from the things that uh, appear to be the most popular thing to do or the most most popular thing to be among. Sometimes he has to put us in a position where it feels lonely. But like I said in the, in the lesson, just because it feels lonely does not mean we're being unproductive because in that time, God was changing. He was he was working with Jesus to strengthen him, to make him you know, ready to face that neck, that crowd that was going to come to him and pull on him to do what they wanted him to do. And so after 
you know who you are. And then it's so important to be confident in that, in that because confidence is something that often wavers. You know, we, we're, we're good for a moment and then, we, you know, we, we hear a certain voice or we'll go through a certain thing. And sometimes we can our confidence can begin to waver. Um, but it's so important that we we once we know who we are, that we be confident in that word. Because like I always say, it, it's, it's times where I'm so confident. I'm like, man, yeah, I hear God. This is what I'm supposed to do. Let's do it. And then, ah, man, it's, it's like I begin to struggle. And as I struggle, I begin to lose that confidence. I begin to go back and say, am I sure? You know, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? And it's not that I, I wasn't sure that I heard them. It's just that I allow things and voices to begin to creep in. And those things begin to eat at my confidence. And the further I stay out of his presence and all of these things that can feed me, then those other things begin to, to draw. Mm-hmm. Um, and to just be a little transparent, um, like you said, confidence wavers. And I've had, I've been in a season where, you know, I am, you know, I'm, I'm trying to strengthen my relationship with God. And with that, you know, it comes studying of the word, fasting, praying, and just really trying to shut out all of the noise around me. Noise being, you know, what the culture says, social media, family, friends. And, you know, you go and you're like, okay, I know this is the route that I should be taking. I need to stop doing this. I need to start doing that. And you're so excited about it. And then you go and you share it with somebody. And then they're like, no, I don't think that's right. Or no, that's too deep. Or no, that doesn't have anything to do with me. Maybe that's just you. And it honestly, it will shut your confidence down. Because you'll be like, well, man, that sounded pretty good to me, God. You know, what? why Why is it good for me, but not good for them? You know, or am I really being too deep? Is it really not that serious? And so it really can take you to a place, you know, when, when, you're, when you allow other people to kind of come in and, and kind of put that little doubt in you, even when you know what God has already spoken to you. So like you said, when Jesus went up on that mountain, he had time with God. It's so important for us to model that. Sometimes you just have to steal away pull away you and God and you go in that closet and you just talk to him and you let him lead you and guide you because people the same way that they put you up they can bring you back down real quick too absolutely that takes us to that final point of being comfortable being in the minority because that's what Jesus had to do you know like I said he was comfortable going to that to the mountain you know by himself he was comfortable sending the disciples away because although they were they were with him he understood that this is something that I got to seek for myself you know because even the disciples you know with even though they were with him they were for him they still had their own you know agenda of you know what they needed from Jesus and all of these different things but Jesus understood that it was so important that I I get this direction from God that I hear from God so that I know what it is that I'm supposed to do because this next assignment is just too important for me to not get right. And so that's the that's what we have to be. We have to be so, you know, dedicated to what God has called and purposed us to that we are that we are um that we don't mind spending that time with him so that he can, you know, feed us and he can tell us what it is that he needs to tell us so that when we come down from that place, we're able to do what he calls us to do. And I and lastly what I'll say about this, I love that all these things that Jesus had to do. And when he had to tell the people, no, this is not, you know, what it is that, that my assignment is. Jesus did not do any of that with a lot of confrontation. You know, sometimes we think confrontation is just, 
you know, the key. And this is what we're supposed to do. But Jesus shows us that sometimes our best defense is just simply to withdraw. You know, sometimes it's just not beneficial to getting back and forth with people um, defending certain things. You know, sometimes we have to seek God on when it is time to defend. To, to, to be vocal and when is it time to go in our in our on our mountain and pray mm-hmm. and so that's what Jesus shows us is that you know when he came down he decided to address it but before he just he just slipped away he said I'm about to go address it I'm gonna go to the mountain and let the let God show me how to address it because oftentimes when we try to address things on our own we end up bringing more damage and reputation to the faith you know, then, then good, you know, so we really have to make sure that in everything we do, even when we're defending the faith, that we do it with honor and we do it the way that God would call us to be able to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for continuing to give us this platform to be able to share your word with your people. Father, we just pray that each and every time your word go out, father God, that you would just allow it to just change people's heart. And Father, we allow that you, we, we pray that you continue to allow your word to do the work, not what we do, not what we say, but allow, Father God, your word to speak through us and through these platforms. But Father, we just pray that someone be healed, saved, delivered, and set free. We thank you for all your blessings. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.